Welcome to the Terminal Exchange, the official podcast of Newsbomb Transportation. Today, we are doing something special. A good episode might make you laugh, cause you to ponder, inspire you, or even bring you to tears. But a great episode can do all of that in one. Twins, trains, White House visits, practical jokes, rescuing cats from trees, co-pilots, 9-11 stair climbs, marriage advice, all that and more. Join us for the 100th episode of the Terminal Exchange. So does that mean on your 34-hour resets or your, like, you know, your breaks that you go out and you explore or? No, no, I don't. Okay. (laughs) On my 34s, I usually just stay put. Um, I always have a book to read with me. Uh, actually, I have a few, so whichever yeah. one I'm working on, I'm working my way through. And uh, uh, what what book are you reading right now? Uh, it's one called Wildflower Bride by Mary Connolly. Okay, it's kind of a frontier romance. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I I read, and then I also hand sew. I've got a, it's called an English flower garden quilt. Ooh. So if you Google that, you can find all sorts of pretty designs. English. English I got a girl over there taking notes, so I'll let her. English flower garden, yeah, is um, passed down from a great, a great grandmother. It okay. might go back a little further than that, yeah. and that's also another blessing. I never thought I would get to work on it because mm. she left a bin of all these tiny itty bitty pieces, and I yeah. just I never had the time to just hand sew. Aww. And now I found it's a it's a wonderful thing to do while you're sitting in a dock getting loaded or unloaded. Yeah. Uh, you can't really write too much when they're bumping around in the trailer, but oh. you, you can work a needle. <laughs> you never, like, just jab yourself on accident or... Oh, that happens. I've yeah. got calluses on my fingers, though. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And if I'm not sewing in downtime, I, I have a knitting project with me. Okay. I like to keep my hands busy. Take it on a, a more humorous note. Uh-oh. Um, so, uh, I miss recruiting. I miss hearing... Um, you know, some certain characters in recruiting. So I was wondering, Cole does like really awesome impressions. If you could. Oh, awesome is a stretch, but I, I, I attempt. Yeah. No, he does pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Get ready. Um, should we do, maybe I should do him. Maybe. You... Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't even say who it is. Mm-hmm. And if you do know, you know, this will be streamed on a lot of different mm-hmm. sources. You can just comment mm-hmm. and yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, so we'll do impression number one. Hello. Um, you know, in about five minutes, I'm going to go to lunch. But there again, McDonald's drive through shrinking, so I should probably be fine. So that'll be fine. But, yep, yep, go ahead. What you need? <laughs> so that was impression number one. That was impression number one. <clears throat> impression number two. Hey, man, I'm a... Uh... Kind of hungry today. Uh, you want to go to you want to go to Pokey Works Sushi Burrito? Why not? <laughs> Usually followed by a no. Sometimes sorry. Yes. About that. So they're bobbleheads, right? So they're bobbleheads. Yeah. Kind of like bobbleheads. So Spider Man went home, but I do have <laughs> I do have Timon and Pumbaa. Yes, which yep. is me and Cody's favorite Disney characters. Yep. Aww. So Cody is Timon, and I am Pumbaa. Yep. How did you decide that? 
that's the songs we always sang as kids. Yeah. Lion King <laughs> was our parts favorite. We would sing. Who would sing? So. Yeah. Like, so like, how does that one go? Oh no. Do you, <laughs> do you want me to do it? Can I do it? Yeah. Um. Oh no. Come on. Well, it could get loud, but it's fine. Okay. Um. Why, when he was a young warthog? <laughs> when I was a young warthog. Very nice. Thanks. I hope it doesn't burst anybody's <laughs> eardrum. <laughs> That's really good. No, no. I actually didn't think you were going to belt it out. That I said, awesome. close. It's going to get loud. Everybody in marketing is probably like, or in accounting is like, what just happened? Is this soundproof, Is there an guys? opera in this? Uh, <laughs> oh, no. That was last visit on Terminal Exchange. Yes, yes, yes. So, yeah, the other day it was like super hot out. Um, at New Spawn, we have... Um, a lake that a lot of people enjoy taking their 15-minute breaks and walking around. Mm -hmm. And I saw you, and I saw you with an umbrella, <laughs> and it was not raining. No. <laughs> so, um, yeah, wh why don't you explain why you were walking outside with an umbrella? Well, I have a condition, okay. and it's called anhydrosis. Yeah. And what that is is my body has absolutely no way of cooling itself off. I do have sweat glands, but for some reason they don't work anymore. Okay. This all started in my late teens, I think my first year of college. Yeah. Um, I grew up in Charleston, South Carolina, and I was mm -hmm. outside every day of my life. I was a tomboy running around, you know, on my bike, you name it. Yeah. And I played a lot of tennis. Yeah. Uh, then we moved here to Illinois, and as the years went on, I found myself playing tennis less and less during the day and more mm. and more at night. Okay. And that was my first flag. I'm like, gosh, it's really hot. Let's just, I'll meet you at 10 or whatever, you know? Yeah. Well, then I realized that whatever little light wet was here, nothing. I, I just became oily. Oh. So from about 18, 19 on, I absolutely stopped sweating. And I have gone to Mayo Clinic um, some years back, and they always said if we could find the source of it, we might be able to help you, but they could never find the source of it. Yeah. So I have to be careful. I actually wear this bracelet my sister bought for me, Aww. and it's a medical bracelet, and inside is engraved my name, um, my emergency contact, and my condition. Because mm -hmm. if I'm ever in an accident, I'm laying out in the hot sun, that could be worse for me because I could... Um, have a heat stroke. Yeah. I could go in, oh. you know, into heat heat shock or something. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I have to be really careful. And people are like, oh, that's so great. You don't have to sweat. La, la, la. No, it is not uh, yeah. because there's a danger. Some of the drivers on the road who are about my age will probably remember some of these characters, but my sister and I <laughs> used to love pro wrestling. Okay. <laughs> we loved it. So we would make we would make these characters come to life uh -huh. when we were little and like role play with them and, and give them lives and then draw pictures of them, make photo albums. Okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so you pick like a pro wrestler and then you would essentially make up their life story. Oh yeah, story. like my sister's favorite wrestler was Blackjack Mulligan. Mine was Greg Valentine. Like I said, some of these, some of these folks might know who these people are. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> But <laughs> oh yeah, so it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my my brother did enjoy um, 
WWE. Is that what you're talking about? No, like, no. Uh, this was WWF, I believe. Oh. This was a lot different in the 70s. Okay. It was still dramatic and all of that, but like I can't even stomach, no offense to anyone, I can't even stomach watching wrestling now. Yeah. You know? yeah. But back then, yes. It, and it was so bad that if we were, we were bad and yeah. needed correction. Yeah. You better not make a bad choice on a Saturday because you can gu guarantee my father was going to ground you from wrestling. And that oh. was almost end of world stuff. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, okay, so this one's just a little bit more lighthearted of a question. If you two were on a strander stranded desert island, who's making it out alive first? Oh, Matt. Definitely me. For sure. <laughs> but I'd come back for him for eventually. Sure. <laughs> He's got the survival skills. He knows how to hunt, fish. Oh, um, yeah, that's another question. Um, live off the me. land. Uh, plus, he's just bigger than me. He'll, yeah. he, he's going to get, uh, you know. I could use Ryan to float out. You know, <laughs> yeah. Use him for the life vest. That's an e that's an easy question. But uh, I think before we before well, we I think we'd spend a little time there before we decide. Yeah, I don't. I don't I'm, I'm not sure I'd be in a big hurry to go. Really, yeah. For, yeah. I'd, I'd take at least a month. You know. But uh, I'd think I'd take it. Matt's like one of the best cooks and uh, grill artists you'd ever find. So I think I'd probably uh, live off of some of the, you know, the coconut cream. I think we'd be all right for a while, wouldn't we? Yeah, I think we'd, we'd be okay. Right. Yeah. yeah, we'd be good. Um, are you guys up for arm wrestling? We arm we wrestling. don't really arm wrestle too much, but we did have a standing competition for years on cheesy potato eating contest with ham in it. Yeah, and it never never really came to fruition because there was a lot of smack talk, and I mean, I'm not really sure who would have won that. Are you asking if we'd arm wrestle like right now? Um, well, maybe we can end the show with it. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I think maybe. I think he might have to loosen me. up at this point a little bit. I think bit. he might put me through the I feel table. Feel like we got a work comp claim <laughs> coming out of this. <laughs> Mitch is going. Don't do it. Do okay. Do we'll, so what, what, what was this incident? This incident was a violent off-road bike accident that happened 20 feet from the bike rack at Nussbaum. And I was going on a bike ride on my brake. Was it a tricycle? No. Okay. Slightly larger, me, but not. Somebody Ken, told me Ken it was Pit, a tricycle. Ken Pitchford probably said it was a tricycle, but oh, okay. it was just a regular old bike. I think it was Gary's bike. And um, I was turning and, I, and Darian was back in his car and, and I went to wave with one hand, and at the same time, I, went, I hit the brake with the other hand, and the wheel locked up, and the, and the bike and it flipped me off the bike, and I ended up breaking my wrist, and probably my knee, but I didn't go to the doctor for my knee. I kind of blew that off, but I couldn't do anything about the wrist because it was, you know, clearly broken, and uh, I had to go back in. I found Matt, who did, who was. I feel really bad about that, honestly. I, what? I, I made fun of him. I was like, you know, rub some dirt on it, toughen up a little bit. And he's got a broken hand. I'm like, which, you know. Yeah, yeah. I didn't so. realize Brian was so frail, but. <laughs> yeah, uh, I drove myself. I did feel bad later. But he honestly was legitimately hurt, and I kind of <laughs> joked about it. And I was like, oh, did I feel you so bad. shed any tears? No, I don't think so. Uh, did I? Maybe no. just a little trickle. Down maybe the a side. trickle. Maybe a trickle. Maybe just a swelled up a little, just kind of. Hmm. So who goes through toilet paper faster, men or women? <laughs> Gary, you're, 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 you're going to have to answer that. Well, it depends because there are literally days that I think they're taking the toilet paper home with them. I'll come in on a Monday morning and there have been four rolls of toilet paper and two rolls, one in each dispenser, and they're gone. 
and I'm going, where in the world did all that toilet paper go? <laughs> so um, I would say probably the men do, but there are more men than there are women. Okay. Uh, so okay. that's probably Very the fair. reason why. Although, I'm going to say this. I probably shouldn't, but I'm going to say this. I cannot understand why men do not have the mechanical capability <laughs> to change a roll of toilet paper when it runs out. Um. I mean, there it is. It's empty. I mean, do I need to have a class to go, you know, <laughs> just pull that. That's on a spring. That'll pop right out of there. You put another roll on there, pop it back in. If it shoots across the floor, which it has on me before, go get it. Pick it up and put it back in there. Maybe you could make a YouTube video. Oh, a YouTube video. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'd end yeah. up putting an eye out. Although yeah. I have safety glasses on now. Yeah, well, I, I have to say I'm very proud of my women that they do that. We both have really weird senses of humor. Mm -hmm. And like sometimes like when two people have like really weird senses of humor and they meet each other in the world, they're both like, that guy's really weird. Right. Oh. Until you get to know yeah, him. Until you get to know him, you're like, oh, we got the same sense of yeah. humor. So it's like meeting, like you're meeting yourself. Yeah, and you pretty much. Immediately yeah. Like it. I would, yeah. Like, That's interesting. Who does he think he is? Yeah. How, <laughs> That's a good question for all you out there. If you met yourself, would you like yourself out there in the Ooh. world? Hmm. That's a really good Comment question. down below. Yeah. Leave a like. Uh, go ahead and hit, hit that bell notification. Uh, yeah. Don't smash I'd, that like button. Don't forget to subscribe. Did Justin immediately take you with open arms when he first arrived? <laughs> no, not at all. Not yeah, at all. what Justin's happened? probably like, who is this guy? Yeah. So I think it was the first, first day on the job. We were sitting there. So so bear in mind, like, I'm, like, really, really comfortable at New Spawn because I know everybody except yeah. for Justin. Really comfortable at New Spawn. Yeah. And it was the first day, and he was talking. He's like, oh, man, I really need to do yoga. No, yeah. I, I need to stretch my back. You need to stretch back his back. Yeah. And then tell him what you did. I Stretch my back. Yeah, he laid down on the floor. It was on a mat. I wasn't on, on a mat. Floor. Wait, you brought a mat? No. To work? Yeah, he brought like, a yoga mat. <laughs> it was just the rug, like that we had. Oh, in the okay. Shop office. Yeah. And then he did a little stretching, and I looked at James, and for a moment, I thought we made one of the worst mistakes possible. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your country. Oh, it's very, very old country. Very, very small. Okay. A lot of mountains we have, a lot of cultures we have. I mean, you know, we, we have wine, we have a lot of ships, we have, you know, meat, a lot of meat, you mm -hmm. know, we eat a lot of meat, you yeah. know, and we have a lot of ships. Out of ship, we made uh, the pillows and uh, blanket. Oh, pillows and blankets. Right. Pillows. Yes. yes. It's so warm and cozy. No, uh, but blankets. Yeah. We do. Yeah. We shave them uh -huh. and then dry them pretty good, wash them, dry them, and then stuck in the pillow sack. That's the best winter, you know, warm and fuzzy. You yeah. know, it's That's what we do in our country. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, we have culture, you know, arts, dancing. Uh, it's, I can tell you, our country antique. Antique. Yes. Uh, this is what you did is something I always want to do. But um, yeah, so it's just real quiet. And you walk up and you just go, hello, everybody. Why not? Why not? Give some pep, everybody. You know, give some oops. You know, <laughs> you know it's morning. You yeah. know? That's what I do. You know, I surprise people with happiness, you know, yeah. not to interrupt or something make somebody mad. No, 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 no. To make everybody you know, just smile. Yeah. Just a little bit. Oh, you know, that somebody, <laughs> you know, you know, that's, and I am a very, very happy person, you yeah. know, and yeah. 
I'm glad work with you guys. It's just my honor to be with you guys. You, you trusted me. You know that's the most important for me. You know, when somebody trusted me, me the guy who gonna give you all the best. My wife came. 1991, when Soviet Union broke, she came back to Georgia. And mm -hmm. when she started dance, I was on the performance. I was start shaking how beautiful she is. She become beautiful dancer because Russian school, definitely, it's much higher level. Oh yeah. my gosh. If you go rush through Russian school, they give you much bigger training and you become much, much stronger. And she become so strong and so beautiful. You know, she danced Swan Lake. And mm -hmm. I, I had tears from my, in my eye because of beautiness I saw. I never saw this beautiness dance like she danced. And funny part, I, I told to myself that day, she was much higher level than me mm -hmm. that time. Yeah. I went to my artistic director mm -hmm. and I asked, can I dance with her? And she says, he says, George, not yet. Oh. She's much higher level. You are a little bit lower. You need to work a little bit more. Sage, I gave myself word and I promised myself I'm going to dance with this lady. Oh. I'd like you to describe your job right now without using words. Without using words? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you use your hands all hand, day, right? Hand signals? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> no, not just thumb. Like, what, what do you do? Like, if it was me, I would be like, you know, phone call. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or struggling on something <laughs> when it's really tight just <laughs> does that happen a lot oh, oh yeah there's yeah okay yeah so it was back when the dalton and us were bringing that truck in that night it was very cold out and it was getting it was probably 7 seven thirty, and we hadn't ate supper yet mm -hmm. and jake asked me he goes you want to run down to mcdonald's get something to eat i'm like yeah let's go get something to eat so he fired just a little red car up pulls it up to the shop to pick me up and i'm a lot older than jake is and i'm a little bit smarter than jake is and we get in the car and it's very cold outside and we get going down the road and i just happen to look over this fuel gauge and it's like past e oh no <laughs> and our friendship was almost over right there <laughs> i was like jake if i was your dad and i got in your car and that fuel gauge I was like, we're not going to make it to McDonald's. Did you make it? Oh, we, we did. It. We pulled up to the pump and it was still running. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I'm like, oh boy. Dale um, is easily, or people like to scare Dale. And so we actually have this video compiled of uh, multiple instances where Dale is being scared. And so we tried to figure out a way um, to scare him on camera. You guys, <laughs> I should have known better. All right. So if you would take a look, um, we have this video right over here um, to kind of show a little compilation. Of hey, oh, thank you, Rick. I appreciate that. 
Let's go. Hey, dude. So yeah, that last one was the air airbag. That's what we are using right now. Could describe um, Tanya in three words. Careful. She's sitting too close. She's sitting too close. <laughs> <laughs> well, I won't punch you in public. <laughs> well, okay, she is my, I would say, she's my biggest supporter. Um, she's the love of my life. Mm. And... I wouldn't want to spend it with anybody else. Uh -huh. That is way over three words, though. Yes. <laughs> yes, I know. But, I mean, she is, though. She is my biggest supporter. If it wasn't for her support at home, I don't think I could do what I do out here. Mm -hmm. Because I do, like I said, it's just me and her now. I love her to death. You guys enjoy living together in just a small space on the road? Yeah. For the most part, uh, but you have to think about it. We were together literally 24-7. Like, you know, we stopped at the same time. We went to bed at the same time. We got up at the same time. You know, you take your showers at the same time. We were on the exact same schedule. And everybody, I don't care how well you love your spouse, but you need to have some personal time. <laughs> there were days that I would just say you need to sit up front i'm closing these curtains because i gotta have five minutes to myself like where i don't see anybody or hear anybody so hold your breath because i just need some time but just to clarify that uh i didn't get on her nerves at all <laughs> <laughs> if anyone knows us they know that is totally untrue oh. <laughs> he gets on my nerves every day oh. <laughs> Oh. pictures and seeing the secret service in the background yes. and it looks like a movie yes. <laughs> and it was really nervous because when i was driving my curtains was closed because there was actually a secret service sitting on my bed that's what, and they was like well we need you to close the curtains because it'd be odd for a man just to be sitting on your bed not saying anything oh no so <laughs> that's why the curtains are closed is because someone is actually sitting back there <laughs> Um, other than like sitting at the press conference, did you have opportunity to like maybe have dinner or something with Pete? Or? Well, what they did, they brought us to the White House at 1050 in the morning. Actually, we got there a little early, but it was supposed to be 1050. They gave us a tour. We saw the entire White House. My granddaughter was able to sit in the chair that the president does if he goes to the White House doctor's office. So she sat there. We have pictures of her there. We, um, she sat at Vice President Harris's desk and we took pictures throughout there. We went to the war room. So, and then we had lunch. What's the war room? That's where they do the strategies about anything that's going on. Like when President Obama was sitting in the war room, when Os Osama bin Laden was getting, we went to that room. Wow. And, and so we was able to take pictures. And I have a picture of my granddaughter peeping around the door before we went in. So, yeah, so we saw the whole White House. We um, saw the... Um, motorcades, the Secret Service vehicles. Did you get to like shake hands with anyone in the Secret Service or they don't Everyone, do yeah, oh yeah. They, well, well for her, they were shaking her hand and trying to make her warm, but yeah. She kept saying, I know why they call them Secret Service. I said, why? She said, cause you don't know who's who. So. <laughs> Came up with the bright idea to do a memorial stair climb. Okay. And uh, it's uh, 2,200 stairs, 110 flights. So, and you go to Lucas Oil Stadium over in Indianapolis, they actually have them all over. This is just where ours was. Sure. 
and you climb the 2200 stairs and the 110 flights that the firefighters on 9-11 climbed before the buildings collapsed so you sign up um everybody gets a a name tag of a firefighter that um, Mm -hmm. passed away that day um and you you climb for that firefighter Mm -hmm. and that's what that's what i did have you ever rescued a cat from a tree we (laughs) it's it's that's funny we uh we've done it once we didn't rescue the cat the cat just climbed higher but we actually (laughs) we went out into the country and uh this lady called us and said her cat her cat's name was whataburger so they were from texas and that's what they named the cat and uh that cat was way up in the tree and we took the trucks down there set the ladders up we sent a guy up and that dang cat just went up but (laughs) What I've always said is uh, I've never seen a dead cat in a tree, so they eventually come down. Okay. So that's what, you know, that's what my... So you see that call, like it says, like, cat in tree, or like, what would... That one, they actually just called directly to the station. Okay. So um, that wasn't, we didn't get paged out for it or anything, you know, through dispatch and anything like that so it was just they directly called to the station and sure. chief's like okay you know well we actually we're getting ready for training anyway so everybody was there and do you send out a dad joke every I, day? I do i i've got a group that i on teams that i send out a dad joke to every day and it's okay. just a way to start the day um what was today's um what has ears but can't hear corn a cornfield uh. So and then we had some people say corn, and I'm like, no, you got, it's ears. So I said, I, you got to be specific on this one. Okay. But it's just it's my way to start, you know, with the, with the group uh, to start your day every day, you yeah. know, with with just a laugh. And it may not even be the funniest thing. It may yeah. be something to groan at, <laughs> but it's still something to you know you groan at it. It puts a smile on somebody's face. So yeah. that's that's me, and that's what I enjoy is mm-hmm. is being able to do that. Okay. What I would normally do. So as a meal before I went to bed, I used to get these tuna fish sandwiches that was cut in half, you know, little packages, processed foods, and um, a bag of potato chips. So I would get two of those sandwiches, a bag of potato chips, a pack of um, a Little Debbie chocolate donuts. And yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> that would be my meal. And so, <laughs> yeah, donuts. yeah, they're donuts. Um, so, and, and, um, and um, what was it? Um, Diet tea. So I'd have all of this stuff but a diet tea. I'm all thinking, come on now, a diet tea. You're going to eat all, all of this stuff but a diet tea. It was funny. I used to go to McDonald's. i get two two double cheeseburgers, a large fry, uh, 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 apple pie, and a Diet Coke. I was like, what did the Diet Coke do? You know? <laughs> so anyway, so I added everything that I was eating before I went to bed. And it was close to 600 grams of sugar. Just that meat. How did you sleep? I know. <laughs> yeah, you also think, well, one, like the truth that God gave us emotions. So one, they're, they're God-given. and um, Well, and it's also the image of God. It is the image of God. God feels sadness. Yeah. God feels joy. And so all we're doing is uh, sort of reflecting who he is and who he's made us yeah. to be. So that, yep. that's really cool. Yeah. Yep. And then um, the other thought is that they can kind of, they can be like signposts. So when you're driving your vehicle and it shows like you're running on E or something needs inflated or whatever, your emotions point you towards what you're thinking or what you're, or like what's going on. So it could be a really good tool just to do a self check. Well, and I think uh, in lieu of 
what we've seen over this last couple of years with, you know, with the pandemic and then with isolating and kids working, uh, schooling remotely. And, and then when you add to it, I think in our culture, the social media aspect mm-hmm. of our life is such a massive thing mm-hmm. that we, I don't think there's been a generation that has had to deal with so much information and the comparative factor, mm-hmm. meaning that, you know, it, it, you know, you put on social media, you always put your best life forward generally. And then we compare ourselves to that and we dig ourselves in a hole. So, I mean, we, we're having in our culture some gr- big challenges with children, teens, and preteens that are dealing with these issues because of, you know, what we've been facing. Uh, I'd I'd go one step further and just say technology in general. Yeah. Because, you know, when my generation grew up, we were riding bicycles, playing outside. Mm -hmm. And now some of these children are being raised by electronic devices, Mm -hmm. no social interaction. And the social interaction they might see on an online game might not be the best for them as well. I think some of you, if you're watching, might be wondering, what is this thing on the table? (laughs) And it's exciting because, yeah, we usually don't have props in here, but there is a large train set. Um, So, Sam, where did your love for trains come from? Um, Yeah, just explain. I've had, you know, this has been a lifelong, you know, just lifelong hobby I've had and passion that that I've had. I think back when I was little, little in my parents got me my first little uh, like wooden mm-hmm. train sets you know and I just I uh, love to play with those and then I've had different scale sizes you know and, sure. and um, I just every now and then when I could in the basement at at home set up like a little oval layout have sure. fun with it down there I, I just really really enjoy the thrill of it getting to see something going around in downtown Columbus, there is a um, ice cream parlor mm-hmm. and museum. It's called Zaharico's, and it was originally a family-owned um, business. After the um, Zaharico family, um, they started it um, back in the year 1900, wow. so literally at the beginning of the 20th century. Yeah. And they have had three generations of family ownership in the business, mm-hmm. and um, it was about 2006 when one of the original uh, founders um, passed away that led to the, the family closing it down. And that sure. was when my uncle, Tony, had stepped up and he invested his own savings to not only to purchase the business from the family, mm-hmm. but to also restore it and maintain it. And uh, he spent he spent two years after he bought. He spent two years to um, um, restore it and preserve it, and then expand. So you got a unique video coming from the shop today. Um, James Greer, the director of fleet service, and I've got Tony Morthland with me today. He's the equipment and facilities director here at Newsbomb. And we wanted to go over some of the history of Newsbomb and um, why we make the decisions that we make when it comes to equipment and how we handle um, the maintenance on our equipment. So. Uh, Tony, if we could just dive right in, and if you could kind of give us an overview of Newsbomb and their history with Freightliner. So Newsbomb, and I'll go kind of back before I even started. So I started in in uh, January of 2011, but before that, I worked for a dealership, and we actually did contract maintenance with all of uh, Newsbomb's equipment. So back when they come out of the the LTL business and went into truckload business. Uh, Newsbomb started out 
lot of used equipment, few new. A lot of it was Volvo. Um, we had there was some Kenworth product in the fleet, and I kept buying that. And along in the 2010 range, um, they decided to reach out to Freightliner because they were looking at being more efficient. I got a top five. I got a okay. top five, and I did struggle with this because I didn't want to. I didn't want to get too many in one category. Sure. I do find myself eating mostly like steak, seafood, or Italian. Mm. So I tried to pick from there. Okay. So and I did put them in order from okay. one to five. That doesn't mean that number five is not any is not as good as number one, sure. but I just have ones where it's kind of like, this is the one that I really, so my number one pick has to be Shanahan Steakhouse in Denver. Okay. That's in the Tech Center District. Number two would be Jack Stack Barbecue, Freight House, that's the original location, downtown Kansas City. Okay. Um, if you've never had Kansas City Barbecue, you have to. I know I'm gonna start a fight with some of my friends on this, but I will put Kansas. I will put Jack Stack's Barbecue up against any Texas barbecue, Memphis wow. barbecue, Carolina, Georgia. Number three would be AJ Steakhouse in Altoona, Iowa. It's right outside Des Moines. Okay. It's at Prairie Meadows uh, Casino, mm -hmm. and I would say for an upscale place, it's it's quite affordable. Okay. I mean, you're still going to pay close to with the tip close to a hundred, mm -hmm. but I can say. Shanahan's. And that's an appetizer, an entree. And if you want to get dessert, drinks, or anything like that, wow. you know. Number four, I will say Biagi's. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so, Biagi's yeah. Biagi's here in Bloomington. For yeah. anyone visiting here at the terminal in Bloomington. Yep. That's your place. Yep. Or in right next door is Ancho and Agave, which is good too. Yeah. You know, and they're owned by the same, same company. Okay. Yeah. Number five. Well, I struggled with this one, so I'm actually going to do a tie. Number five is. A tie between Gibson's Steakhouse up here in Oak Brook. Okay. What I like about them is it's a very old style, like speakeasy, mm -hmm. old clubby style. Yeah. Um, they have a twice baked potato that I swear they bring out on a forklift. It's like, <laughs> you know, that. And Albernay's in Dallas. Okay. It's in the Oak Lawn District, which is just north of downtown. Mm -hmm. um, you don't go there for a qu quiet romantic dinner. It's a kind of a rowdy place yep but the staff is great you know so i'd love to ask you guys like why are you in this industry do you feel like this is a safe industry for women a place that you can thrive or like what you know you're, you're kind of the minority so what yeah it's definitely a male industry mm -hmm. um for me i honestly how i started i really wasn't getting into trucking mm -hmm. i was working in healthcare and I was trying to get in where I live to drive a, um, a snowplow. Okay. And they hire you, basically the city hires you one day a week, and mm -hmm. I was working four days, so that would have worked perfectly. So I went and got my CDL for that, and it just didn't work out. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I went to ICC for school, and they always said, don't let your CDL sit too long. It doesn't look good. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of just put it out there, and then it just kind of happened. Okay. And then, yeah, when I came here for my interview, um, talking to Tian, I felt like I was talking to my mom <laughs> and um, I told her that and so sweet. and then just the building and the atmosphere I really 
and I didn't know anything about the trucking. Mm-hmm. So, but when I left, literally they called me on my way home and offered me the job and it mm-hmm. really, it was like a no brainer for me. I was yeah. like, so it happened and literally like everybody knows I love my job. Yeah. <laughs> People that know me, they're like, you just love your job. And I'm like, I definitely do. Well, yeah, Brenda, I'd love to hear your story oh, too. Um, my story is very different than Julie's. Um, so I never, I guess when I was a young teenager, mm-hmm. I don't know, you guys probably don't even know I'm too old, but <laughs> BJ and the Bear used to be like a show. And uh-huh. I always thought, oh, how cool would that be to be a truck driver, you know? And then it just kind of went away. Um, and then life happens, you know, you get married, you have kids, and never really thought about it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and fast forward 35 years, and um, I found myself, you know, my kids are grown and they're mm-hmm. out of the house and I'm single and my income is horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm working a full-time job and two part-time jobs and I'm still wow. broke. Mm-hmm. And why am I doing all this for a house um, when I can't enjoy it? Cause I'm always working mm-hmm. and I wanted the house so that family could come and visit but I'm never home yeah so it was kind of a catch-22 and I'm like I'm not getting any younger mm-hmm. like time is it doesn't stop for anybody right yeah. like and I can't keep working three jobs forever all right tell us what it was like when lightning struck um basically I was driving along down the interstate in Wisconsin and all of a sudden literally the lightning I would guess it hit the solar panel and came down, literally came down at the windshield and went across the hood and into the smart the smart drive radar on the front bumper. It was so bright. It was like a good four seconds before I could see anything. It literally blinded me. Wow. Yeah. And you, you don't feel like you have any sort of like power from that. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. <laughs> No, that's wow, that's incredible. Were you like by any other vehicles that you were scared like you could have hit something? I was someone? because it was raining so hard. I was trying to stay away from other vehicles because the visibility was already pretty poor. Sure, yeah, wow. But I remember calling into the office. They're like, "You're kidding." I'm like, "No, I am not kidding." And I'm like, every light on the dash came on to it hit the computer, uh-huh. and basically. It took the parts smart out, the cruise control, uh, it, the ra- I think it even took the radio out. So what are the animals? Oh shoot! What rabbits um, what and have? four dogs. How many rabbits do we have? Thirty? No. Thirty? Okay, 20. so yeah. Why? Like, what do you do with the rabbits? We uh, sell them. Sell oh. them, and then we raise them to eat too. Okay, and are you selling them as like pets, or are you selling them as meat? Both. But whatever they what, want. Yeah. You don't feel a little like, oh, you can either have it as a pet or you can eat it, kind of like a little guilty no, I and all. Grew up <laughs> rabbit, so. I'm, I'm more fond to him than he is. <laughs> sure. Because, you know, yeah, I have names for him and she, he's like, you don't name him if you're going to eat him. <laughs> well, yeah, I just, I, I don't know how I'd feel if I was someone's pet and then one day I knew, or like secretly I would be eating. <laughs> I don't eat rabbits, so. Okay. What kind of things do you make out of rabbits? Like what, like you eating their lucky foot or like what? <laughs> like, you mean like, what do we like? How do like we Like rabbit stew, like oh, beef like, rabbit like, or jerky rabbit. I don't, I don't do know. Do it like in a cod pot, kind of like a roast and carrot and taste, but with rabbit instead. Okay. 
we've heard that people find obsidian and it's basically it's black rock and when you split it open it's like very smooth and almost looks like a black crystal inside oh wow that's over near like we're in the Heinz and Prineville area, but we can't get far enough south. Uh, we're like 60 to 80 miles short of being uh, able to find some, but I said, you never know. Maybe mm -hmm. maybe we'll find it, so we do hunt for it. Wow, that sounds neat. You said obsidian? Yeah, I'm obsidian. probably it's not saying that right. It's just a cool name too. Yeah. Wow. Um, so tell me about how you stay in contact with friends and what do your friends think about your travels? Um, so I mostly have a friend, his name is Channing, and um, I have his mom's phone number on my phone so I can call him, whatever, and he finds it really cool. He's usually like, oh, where are you? And so, oh, I'm in Wyoming, and he says, oh, what does it look like out there? And I'll explain what it looks like, and he just thinks it's very cool because he's all the way up in New Hampshire, and he's been there his whole life. Aww. So he doesn't know what out west looks like. Yeah. 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 That is incredible. I mean, just to be able to travel and see all these states, uh, a little envious. <laughs> Well, another rumor I heard was that you do marathons. So I have. I haven't done any in about a year and a half. I was going to do another one this September, but training is just, when you have two, it gets a lot harder to find yeah. the time. So yeah, no, I've done, I think, five halves and one full. Wow. So, but that's over like eight or eight years or so yeah wow so has, has your husband gone with you or he's not ran he <laughs> <laughs> he will do like short runs every once in a while with me but sure. he's he's um he is an electrician now so he does a lot of stuff outside a lot of labor so by the time he's done he's like yeah i'm not really like he'll run and play and the kids are going to bike ride with the kids but yeah he's not really into running mm -hmm. which is okay yeah he's got so many other amazing qualities <laughs> um he doesn't have to be my running buddy. <laughs> yeah, where was the marathon that you did? So I did, um, the full marathon I did was actually Champaign. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so, not the Boston or... No, oh my goodness, no, I'm not that fast girl. I can run for a really, really long time. I'm slow, but I can run for a long time. So, so Boston's like the fastest of the fast? I think so, come? yeah. Okay. I mean, Boston, you have to qualify for Boston. Oh, okay. So yeah, oh. there's a portion of that. I did say I always thought maybe I'd want to do Chicago someday, which I still maybe will. I said once our kids are grown and it just takes a lot to train yeah. and it's a lot of time where I'd rather spend it right now with them mm -hmm. than... Yeah. You and know, you can run three miles it. beside them. When yes, <laughs> when they go on a bike ride or, you know, riding on the trail. So right now, smaller amounts. We'll mm -hmm. see someday, though. Hi, everyone. This is CJ from Recruiting at Newsbomb, and I'd love to answer any questions you have about driving with us. Give us a call at 309-268-1199 or visit newsbombjobs.com. Talk to you soon. You've been listening to Terminal Exchange, the official podcast of Newsbomb Transportation. If you're enjoying our content, please leave us a review. Your reviews help us spread the word about these important topics and invite more people into the conversation. You can rate and review us on your podcast app or visit us online at terminalexchange.org.
New episodes arrive every other Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow Newsbomb on your favorite social media platforms and be the first to know when new episodes are released. Thanks for listening. Until next time, own every moment and stay purpose-driven.